0: episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queenpin. So guys, you know, scamming seems to be everywhere. You know, we hear about it on television. YouTube channels have been made about it. Just about every way you think of, there seems to be some sort of scam going on. Someone's running it all over the place, you know? So, let's take a moment out and we're going to talk about it. So before when we used to think of scamming or, you know, a while ago, we used to think of con men, you know, going into little old ladies' houses and trying to get them for their money, pulling these elaborate con jobs as we saw them on television or things that we heard of on Dateline or, you know, on the news, but not things as they're going on now. And I think what happened was with technology, telephones and social media, it became a lot easier to honestly scam people well, one of the crazy things that I've noticed is things have changed for billing companies. You know, when people owe bills and those people that you try to avoid calling you. Well, now there have been laws put into place where Guess what? They can call you. They can kind of in some in some states. And this is one of the things you have to check in your state whether a, you know, bill collector can call you, can email you, can text you because there are certain things that happen. And guess guess what? Bill collectors are sometimes actually breaking the law. Like in New York State, they're actually not allowed to text you. So if you ever get a bill collector texting you, you can actually sue them back for the amount that they are trying to get from you. And it sounds really crazy, but yes, you can. Because they are not allowed to text you. They're not allowed to text anyone close to you. Family members, friends, they're just not allowed to do it. So, you need to make sure if you owe a bill and if you are afraid that a bill collector is trying to get in contact with you for whatever reason, you know, definitely make sure of the laws in your area. So, let's kind of get into this whole scamming thing because you're like, okay, you said scamming, but now you're talking about bill collectors. Well, here is the crazy thing. We know about scams targeting senior citizens. We know about scams that have been done over the phone targeting unsuspecting, innocent people telling them that, you know, something's going to happen to a loved one, that they're holding a loved one hostage. Well, it seems that there is a new scam involving bill collection. So here's what seems to happen. they A person will call you from a number, of course, that you don't know. And what happens is now they're saying, you know, this is about personal business, which is normally what you kind of hear when you have bill collection going on, just so that the collection company knows that they have the right person and they're identifying the right person. So one of the things is they need identifying information. Now, one of the great things that I always tell people when doing stuff like this is don't necessarily give them your information. Try to find out what information they have on you so that you can either give them a yes or no answer now one of the crazy things with this new scam is you don't want to give a yes or no answer you can say stuff like correct incorrect but you don't want to necessarily say the words yes or no why because a lot of times things are now voice activated And someone may be trying to open up an account in your name or something, and now they have your voice literally saying the words yes and no. So you really don't want to have this out there. So you want to use words again like correct, incorrect, I don't know. That's not what I said. That's not, you know, the right thing or that is the right thing. But avoid using the three-letter and the two-letter words. So one thing is, of course, they're asking for your information to quote-unquote verify who you are. So they can ask for something as simple as, The last two numbers on your zip code. Now, if they tell you something like, hey, the last two numbers on your zip code are wrong, then you know more than likely this is not a bill collector. Because a bill collector, one, more than likely has sent you some sort of mail, some sort of, you know, some sort of. to tell you, hey, we're collecting from you before they go ahead and call you. Bill collectors usually don't just randomly call you. They try to, you know, get to you first via mail, you know, some sort of, some sort of, you know, way to contact you without, without having to um, call you first. They look to make contact, you know, and They're not looking to do it like, hey, surprise, I'm this person. Because guess what? If the better business, if I could talk, the Better Business Bureau can verify via mail whether a business is legal or not. So if they're saying, hey, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so business, and you go ahead thinking that you owe a company money and you pay them, you may have just given someone your money and you didn't owe anyone anything. So you can verify from mail, um, even emails, whether this is a really bona fide company. So the other thing is you can Google companies, Google addresses. I tell people all the time, Google the address. Google the name. Why? Because you want to verify that this is a real company. Someone has to have been licensed or something somewhere, even if it's not in your state. And that is the crazy thing. It's a lot of places are using um, bill collectors or collection companies that are not in the same state which honestly, I think should be illegal. In other words, if you are collecting for, for a bill in, the, in New York State, you should be using a New York State company, not somewhere out in Washington because it's cheaper, you know? Um, but this is a lot of what is done. So scammers are getting wind of this. In other words, they know that, guess what? you can use anywhere within the 50 United States and no one is going to question anything because guess what? you All you have to do is verify this person's information. So again, make sure that you are getting them to verify what information they have on you. Now, if you think that this may be a scam and you know, because sometimes what happens is, you know, collection companies will jump the gun and they will not send you something. So you can say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with this conversation. Go ahead and send me some written correspondence, send me a letter letting me know how much I owe or whatever. And guess what? Because they should have your address, your name, whatever. They should be able to send you something in the mail without asking any questions. You know, so if this person just directly hangs up, you know, someone was trying to scam you. But sometimes it is an actual collector and they will say, okay, you know what? Hey, I, you know, I will send you something or I will have someone send you something. Now, one of the other things is scammers. Also, try to push for other information because your zip code isn't. I mean, a lot of people have the same zip code, like hundreds of thousands of people have the same zip code. So, verifying a zip code, eh, but they want to get to the more personal information your social, your birth date. You know, if they're pushing for you to finish off your birth date, you know, what year you were born or what, uh, what are the last four of your social? And normally this is information that we give out without thinking because we have to give it to companies to start cell phones. We have to give it to companies. We even give it to medical com- medical insurance companies because this is their verification on us. You know, we may even sometimes say, okay when you're going to the pharmacy the one thing they ask you what is your birthday and you just prattle off your birthday so yeah you have to think about this if it is a number that you don't know and they're asking you to finish one of the your biggest your biggest and hugest saves is say you know what i don't feel comfortable with finishing this conversation if you would like to contact me, contact me via email and let them know, please send me a letter, you know, or you can do what a lot of companies do. They will let you know, hey, this call is being recorded. So you let them know, hey, I am recording this call for my own safety and my own records. Now, check with your state about recording calls because one thing about New York State, and I can only speak about New York State, is it is a one party call, uh, recording call rule. Meaning as long as I or the person recording is, in, is involved in the conversation, you can record without permission. So yes. You can let them know, hey, this is being recorded. If they jump off the phone, you know that they were trying to scam you. Um, Again, if they cannot send you anything via mail, you know, or if they're being extra pushy, like extra, like trying to bully you into, well, just give me, just give me this information. I just need this information. Just tell me who you are. You know, you know more than likely, they are definitely trying to scam you. Now, again, this is not to say that there aren't collection companies that do use these tactics, but because their thing is to get money. Their thing is to get whatever they feel is owed to to, to them. But one thing about collection companies is they purchased your debt. Now, I need you to understand this. Collection companies have purchased your debt from your original debtor. So meaning, let's say you owe a medical bill, you owe an old uh, credit card bill, you owe an old cell phone bill, and now they're they're coming to collect. They purchased meaning they went ahead and paid off your debt to the original creditor. So now one thing is your credit is initially paid. So what they're trying to do is be made whole for something that you didn't ask them to do. They went ahead and believe it or not, they got it for something cheaper. Okay, so they paid pennies on a dollar. They said, hey, you know, what would you be willing to settle for? We're going to buy uh, a list of so many uh, clients that you have. We're not going to pay you the full price, but we will pay you approximately 65 percent or 55 percent, meaning the company said, okay, you know what, we'll cut our losses and we're settled up. So your original creditor actually got paid. Yeah, this is the crazy part. Your original creditor actually got paid. So, you know, you're they're acting like, you know, you owe them. You don't really owe them anything. They went and paid a debt that you didn't ask them to pay. It's like someone coming and saying, Hey, you know what? Okay, so and so owes this amount of money. Well, I'm going to pay the $50 that so-and-so owes, and now I am demanding that so-and-so pay me the $50 because I paid their debt. No, they didn't ask me. More than likely, they're going to thank me because, hey, I went and paid the $50 for them, but they didn't ask me, and I actually have no right at this point to say, hey, you owe me $50. I went and paid your debt off and now you owe me. That is not how any of this goes. But again, getting back to scammers, you know, one of the things that I also found out is, and it's crazy because you don't think about it, but lists lists can be purchased all over the internet with names, numbers, addresses, you know, client lists, depending upon what's you know, what field you say you're in, you can purchase a list and some companies may be starting out saying, Hey, you know what? I want to start a debt collection company. I'm looking to check for um people who owe collections to old cell phone companies. Uh, They owe to Sprint before the whole merger. So now they're saying, hey, uh, let me get that list. Now they're calling all of these people saying, hey, you owe me money, Um, what is your, what, can you verify your information? Now what will happen sometimes with these lists is, guess what? um, depending upon who signed up, who did what, the information may be incorrect or someone may have typed something in wrong. So, you know, your zip code may be wrong or your birth date may be off by one digit. So in other words, they don't have all of the correct information. But again, you can demand, hey, send me proof. Send me some sort of correspondence, some sort of contact saying, in written form, saying that I owe you this money. This way, one, you can verify that this is a real company. Two, you know, you have some written proof that, hey, someone believes that I owe them a debt out there, and you can then check it out. And if you run your credit report, Guys, this is a huge, huge thing. I always tell you, go to Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, um, go to Experian, go to all the different credit bureaus, check your credit report, because if it is not on your credit report, a lot of times someone may be trying to scam you, because even if you ask for a supervisor, let's say... You're kind of fishy about the company that called you and you ask for a supervisor and the supervisor is still not giving you the information you need. They're not telling you whether this is, you know, from an old cable bill, an old electric bill, whatever you are looking and you're saying, okay, well, I don't see this on my credit report. I don't remember owing an old, you know, cell phone bill. I don't remember owing an old uh electric bill or guess what? I've never lived in a place where I have had to pay electric. So how is this information that you have? You know, so now you can say, you know what? Let's find out who these people are or, you know, if you didn't give them any information, Sometimes it's best to leave it because you didn't give them any information. And one of the things is give as little information as possible. You get more information out of them than they get out of you. Because this way, you can you know, you can protect yourself, you can protect your family because you know, one of the crazy things that I had happen One time was someone called a neighbor of mine looking for my mother who is deceased, who they thought would know someone else. So you had, you called someone, not me. You called my neighbor, looking for my mother looking for someone else. So here's the crazy part. You're calling three different calling two different parties and not knowing information on any of these parties, looking for one person. This is why I say a lot of this stuff should be illegal. Because you're calling someone who you don't know if they do or don't know this person, because what also happens that you guys don't know is they get lists of people who are around you. So they have lists of your neighbors. They have lists that say, okay, this is 123 Main Street. Well, we're going to contact 124 Main Street and see if 124 Main Street can get us in contact with 123 Main Street. What? Are you kidding me? How does this even work? You know, and again, now you're putting a third party in informa- into something. Now you're saying, well, this is private information. Well, you just made it really, really public when you involve someone's neighbors. Because now people are saying, well, do you owe something? Is there something I can help you with? I didn't know that you were having financial. This is not anyone's business. And a lot of times this is done as a shaming tactic. You know, well, now their neighbors know, so of course they'll pay. You know, this is not what you should be doing. But the other thing is, again, scammers are getting a hold of these lists as well. So you have people that may know hey, uh I know that so-and-so lives at 123 Main Street. Well, their neighbor lives at 124 Main Street. Let's see if we can contact them and get any information out of them. No, no. And the, things like this need to be changed. So for the protection of the citizens. But guys, definitely make sure that you are checking if you have any collection companies out there that are contacting you, make sure you get them to, you know, con- give you the information. Make sure you, they're giving you written correspondence. And definitely make sure that you know the rules and laws of your state or your region, whether they are allowed to contact you via phone, via email, via text. Because sometimes this stuff is not legal. So, and if it is not legal and you find out that someone, whether they be a scammer or not, is contacting you, even if it is a legal collection company contacting you in an illegal manner, then you have a right to go and check on that and find out what you can do, not only to protect yourself, but now turn the tables. So, guys, I hope this was helpful. As always, be good to yourselves, be good to each other and happy shopping. Hey, this is P Perkins Hurd from the TREP Life podcast and you are listening to the CQP Moments podcast. Remember to subscribe, share and enjoy.